Today I want to talk to you about relational baggage. I want to pick up in Matthew 24. We're going to be in the book of Matthew quite a bit today. Matthew 24 and verse number 3 says, As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? So the question is, Jesus, when are you coming back? What are going to be the signs that you're coming back, the signs of the end of time, the end of the age? And Jesus gives several responses to that question. And I want to zoom in today on one of those responses. In verse number 10, Jesus says, and then many will be offended. Everybody shout offended. I want you to catch that. Many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. The Bible says that in the last days, many will be offended. Now notice, not a few, but many will be offended. And isn't it true? It's very true. As you look around our our society, our world today, we see a lot of offended people. A lot of wounded and hurt people that are carrying around the baggage of offense. And, and listen, I, I've been offended. I, I've, I've carried around the baggage of offense. I, I know how damaging it can be to carry around the baggage of offense. Some of you have, have carried around offense before. You've been offended and you've carried around the baggage of offense before. Some of you in this place, it's not something of the past. It's something right now that you're dealing with. You're carrying around an offended spirit. You're offended at people. You're wounded. You're hurt. And you're carrying around the baggage of offense. And friends, you'll never have God-honoring and healthy relationships. You'll never fulfill your destiny if you go through life carrying around the baggage of offense. What I want to do today is give you three reasons we get offended. I want to begin the message, three reasons we get offended. Number one is this, unrealistic expectations. So many people get offended because they have unrealistic expectations. I want to give you a biblical example of this. In Matthew chapter 13 and verse number 54, the Bible says, when he had come to his own country talking about Jesus, he taught them in their synagogue so that they were astounded and said, now, now this is interesting, they were astounded at Jesus. Let's see why they were astounded. It says, where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? They were astounded. They could not believe that Jesus was performing miracles and had all this wisdom to teach. In verse 55, they said, is this not the carpenter's son? I mean, how can he do this? This is, this is Joseph's son. We know Joseph. It goes on to say, is this, is, is, is not his mother called Mary? We know Mary. This is Mary's baby. How's he doing all of this? And his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas. I mean, we know his brothers. We even know his sisters, it says. And his sisters, are they all not with us? They, they live right here. They live in our community. We know them. Where then did, did this man get all of these things? And notice the next verse. So they were offended at him. You see, the people in Jesus' hometown, they had unrealistic expectations for Jesus. They thought there's no way he should be doing this. We don't believe he should be doing this. And what they failed to realize, Jesus was not just 100% man, but he was also 100% God. And because they had unrealistic expectations for the Son of God, the Bible says that the people in his hometown were offended. 
And just like the people in Jesus' hometown, many of us get offended because we have unrealistic expectations for other people. Can I tell you, it happens all the time. It happens in marriage relationships. You know, one spouse will get mad and offended at the other spouse and hold a grudge, and, and they'll, they'll say, why are you mad? Well, you should have known what I was thinking. Really? I got to read your mind now. And really, offended, offended, mad, upset. The relationship is being damaged because, because unrealistic expectations. I, I can't believe you bought that outfit. I can't believe you bought those golf clubs. And, and, and yet, the, the couple, the married couple, they've never sat down and worked out a budget. They never, they never sat down and worked out, worked out a game plan for the money. And yet, one spouse is offended at another spouse because they bought something. And yet, it's an unrealistic expectation because there is no game plan. And now somebody's offended. It happens all the time. It happens in the workplace. Uh, a worker will, 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 will get mad at the company, and they'll say something like, I can't believe they haven't given me a raise. I've been showing up here for two years and never got a raise. But you're not good at what you do. You can't get a raise for just showing up. But we get mad. I can't, I'm offended. I'm mad. They need to give me a raise. But you got unrealistic expectations. And you're offended, and, and, and bosses and managers and employers get offended with, with their employees. They get mad because, hey, I thought you were supposed to do this. You were supposed to do that. I'm mad because you didn't accomplish this. And yet they never clearly communicated the task. They never laid out the guidelines. They never told them clearly what they wanted them to do. And now they're upset, and they're mad, and they're offended, and they're mad at their co at their, at their, at their person they're managing because they have unrealistic expectations. It happens all. All the time. It happens with family members. Families get mad at each other. Well, we think you should come to our house every Thanksgiving. I'm mad you're not coming. Well, we got in-laws. I can't hang with you all the time. I'm mad. How many of you ever had a family member tell you this? How come you hadn't called me lately? Is your phone broke? I mean, and they're mad. And they're offended that they hadn't called you, but they're upset. I mean, here we go. I mean, the people get mad and we, we, get, we get upset. It happens all the time. We have unrealistic expectations, you know. It, 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 it happens when, when it comes to friendships. It happens. People get upset and people, people get mad at their friends. I'm going to get new friends. You weren't there for me. I was hurting and you weren't there for me like I thought you should have been. But I came over. I called you every day. Well, I thought you should have done more. Unrealistic expectations and get mad and offended, carry grudges and bitterness because of unrealistic expectations. Let me give you a second reason we get offended. Number two is this. People believe they have been mistreated. So people get offended because they believe they have been mistreated. Let me show you an example of this in the Bible. Matthew chapter 15 and verse 3. Jesus is talking to the Pharisees here. And it says, Jesus replied, and why do you break the command of God for the sake of your tradition? He says, listen, you're breaking commands of God to, 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 to uphold your own tradition. And he goes on to, in the next several verses and he calls them hypocrites. And he even says, you honor God with your mouth even though your heart is far from him. 
and, and, and I want you to notice the response of the Pharisees in Matthew 15 and verse 12. It says, then the disciples came to him and asked, do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this? Friends, the Pharisees, they were offended because they really believed that Jesus had mistreated them. Now, now, Jesus didn't mistreat them. Jesus was simply speaking the truth. What he was saying was accurate. He was speaking truth. You guys are being hypocrites. Your hearts are far from God, even though you're saying things with your lips. He was just speaking truth. But they got offended. And do you know why? Because they, they, they heard accurate information, but they, 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 they distorted the information. They, they, they read the information wrong. They, 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 they took accurate information, and they took it and had come up with crazy conclusions. Don't people do that all the time? I mean, here, Jesus wasn't being mean. He was being honest. You guys are not, your hearts are not right. You're, you, you're not doing the right thing. And now they're offended. Well, Jesus has been evil. He's been mean. He's speaking. That's not, that's not the, he's just been trying to hurt us. He's trying to do us. No, 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 no. He's not trying to mistreat you. You've got accurate information, and you've just drawn wrong conclusions from accurate information. And now you're offended. Happens all the time. You know, just, just some practical examples, you know, maybe one lady will tell another lady, you look good in that outfit. That outfit makes you look just slim and good. Oh, you saying I'm fat? No! Oh, you call, call me fat. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to hear it. I didn't call you fat. I just said it made you look slim and good. And now, now, now I'm mad and I'm upset and I'm offended. I don't want to talk to you. You know, you'll hear somebody, a wife may say to her husband or a, a, a girlfriend may say to her boyfriend, you know, she may say, isn't he, he's so handsome. Oh, you saying I'm not handsome? No. Oh, you, you, so you, are you calling me ugly? Oh, you saying you won't leave me now. You won't leave me for him. I didn't say that. I just said he was, I didn't say all that. And we take, I mean, I mean, I mean no, what she's saying is the truth. He's, he's handsome compared to, I mean, and that's all she's saying is, is he, and you're jumping to conclusions. You're insecure, and you're drawing more out of it than what's really there. I mean, she can't. She's not. She's a movie star. She's not leaving you. But we start taking accurate information and start drawing wrong conclusions from it, and people get offended. And then there's a whole other set of people. There are people who get offended because they draw conclusions from inaccurate information. The, the, the information is inaccurate, and they're drawing conclusions from inaccurate information. I mean, we see this all the time, and people get offended over it. Say, so why, 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 why are you offended? Why are you mad at him? Why are you upset? Why are you offended? They looked at me wrong. Yeah, they walked by, and they just looked at me wrong. I mean, I, how should they look at you? I mean, really? I mean, you're going to hold a grudge now. Because they didn't look at you the way you want to be looked at. You got, you got inaccurate information. You're drawing conclusions on inaccurate information. How, how many of you ever heard somebody say something like this? Well, I'm mad. I'm upset because I heard that he said, that she said, that he said, that they said, that he said that about me. Really? And I'm not talking to him anymore. Really? And you're offended. And you're hurt and you're wounded over inaccurate information. Anybody ever played the game telephone where you tell one person something has to go all the way back around the room and get to you accurate? It never happens. You know, you tell somebody, you whisper to them, I eat with a fork. 
and they have to whisper to the next person, to the next person, to the next person, to the next person. And by the time it gets back to you, it's not I eat with the fork. It's you are a jerk. Well, I didn't say that. Now, how would y'all get that out of what I said? And you start drawing conclusions on inaccurate information. And you get offended and wounded because you believe, you believe you've been mistreated. There's a third reason people get offended. Number three is this. People have been genuinely mistreated, genuinely mistreated. And friends, in life, you will be mistreated. I want you to hear me today. Maybe you feel all along. You feel isolated. You feel like nobody has been through what I've been through. I want you to understand that everybody in this place has been mistreated. The problem is this. The problem is when people are mistreated and they pick up the baggage of offense and they start carrying around offense and they're offended and they're hurt and it begins to affect their relationships with other people. It begins to affect their relationship with their family. It begins to affect their relationship with God. It begins to affect their destiny and their future because they're carrying around the baggage of offense. You see, friends, you can't always control what other people do to you but you can control your response. You can't, you can't always control. You will be mistreated. People, people can do you wrong. They can hurt you. They can stab you in your back. And you can't always control what people do to you, but you can control your response. And please hear me. Your response determines your future. Your, not what they do to you. Your response will determine your future. And so many people, the way they, the way they respond, because we're all mistreated, but so many people, the way they respond is to get offended. And they carry the baggage of offense, and they're wounded, and they're hurt, and they're offended because somebody mistreated them. Some people, they believe they've been mistreated. They don't know. They don't have accurate information. They, they've distorted the truth. They have inaccurate information. But yet, the ways they respond, because listen, your response, you control that, and your response determines your future. And so many people respond by picking up baggage and carrying around offense and anger and being mad and hostile. People have unrealistic expectations. Whenever you have unrealistic expectations, you set yourself up to be offended because people fall short of your expectations. And your response is up to you. And so many people respond by picking up the baggage of offense and go through life being offended. And friends, whenever you carry the baggage of offense, it will always have a negative effect in your life. And your response will determine your future. And what I want to do quickly is give you three negative effects of carrying the baggage of offense. Three negative effects of carrying the baggage of offense. Number one is this. We build walls. When you and I get offended, we build walls when we carry this baggage around the Bible says in Proverbs 18 and verse 19, it is harder to win back the friendship of an offended brother than to capture a fortified city. His anger shuts you out like iron bars. Notice what it says, than to capture a fortified city. A fortified or a strong city in those days, they, they built walls around the city. That's what made them strong and fortified is those walls. An example of that would be in the book of Jericho, in the book of, of Joshua, the, the city called Jericho. In those days, that, that, that city had, had walls around it. And when Israel crossed through the sea and got to, uh, to, got, got to, the, uh, to Jericho, there were walls around the city. Because that's how many cities did that in those days to protect themselves. 
to keep the enemy out. And they would even, they would even uh, to, to, to try to just figure out who's going to come into the city. They would kind of screen people coming in to see if you had paid your taxes, are you, are you an enemy? They, they wanted to protect themselves. And the Bible says that it's easier to capture a fortified city with walls around it than to win over an offended brother. Because you know what happens? You put walls up when you get offended. And you carry around the baggage of offense. You know what happens when you put walls up? Is the people who need to love you like you need to be loved can't love you. Because you got walls up. I know what I'm talking about because when I first got married to Tiffany and I shared some of our story last week with you, it's because I was offended and hurt and carried baggage into our marriage and mistrust into our marriage from things that had happened with me. I had walls up. And Tiffany was not able to love me the way that I needed to be loved because of my own walls. She couldn't get in. She, I would only let her in so far those first couple of years. And you know what also happens? It's not only can people not love you the way you need to be loved, but when you put those walls up because you're offended and you're, and you're hurt and you're wounded, you put those walls up, you know what happens? You can't love people the way they need to be loved. Some of you, you can't love your husband. You can't love your wife. You can't love your kids. You can't love your friends. You can't love them the way they need to be loved. You know why? Because you got walls up. And you, you're trying to protect yourself. Like those fortified cities, you're trying to protect. That, that, that's a coping mechanism of people who are wounded. Walls come up. You know what else happens? Is that you hinder God connections from coming into your life. Can I tell you, you can't fulfill your destiny all by yourself. God sends men and women into your life. But when you have those walls up, those God, it's hard for those God connections to happen because you got walls up. You're trying to protect yourself, and God's trying to send the right connection, the right friendship, the right business partner, the right businessman, the right businesswoman into your life. But you got walls up, and the right people you can't get connected to because of the walls you have up in your own life. Because that's what offended people do. They, get, they put up walls. You know what I think the most tragic thing is about being offended and putting up walls? Is that you live a life of isolation. You start living by yourself, lonely and isolated. You can sit in a room like this with tons of people and feel all alone because you got walls up. It's like a prisoner on death row in solitary confinement. You're in prison. You got yourself in prison because of the walls you put up because you're offended. Matter of fact, the scripture says, I read it to you. It says, his anger shuts you out like iron bars. I mean, it's like bars you've put up to keep people out. You can't get out. They can't get in. And you're hindering yourself because you're offended. And the walls are up. And one of the first things people do when they're offended is their walls go up. People can't get in, and you can't get out. Number two is this. There's a, a second negative effect, a second negative effect, and that's our hearts grow colder and colder. Not, not only do offended people build walls for protection, but they also become prime candidates of, for, for, for betraying other people and hurting other people. I want you to notice this back in Matthew chapter 24. In verse number 10, it says, and then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. You see, carrying around offenses leads to betraying people. Betrayal happens when people seek their own protection or benefit at the expense of someone else. 
And you know what happens? Offended people begin to betray and hurt other people. I mean, I, I've seen this a lot. You, you have too. I mean, you, 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 maybe you go out to eat with somebody frequently, and you don't even like to go out to eat with them because they're just always so mean. Every time they talk to the waiter or the waitress, bring me my food. Hurry up. It's cold. It's too hot. It took too long. Bring me the manager. I want the manager. You're thinking, ah, offended spirit, offended, hurt, wounded. You know, there are some people at work that you hate to be around. You know what I'm saying? Every time you talk to them, how are you doing this morning? Bad. Just like yesterday. And they're always upset. And they're always mad. You know, and I feel bad for people like that because here's what I know. I know you're offended. And I know you're hurt. And I know you're wounded. And I realize that offended people, you know what they do? They betray other people. And they lash out at people. And they're mean to people. Because they're offended and they're hurt. And the old saying is so true. Hurt people hurt people. And what happens is you put up the walls and then you begin to betray other people. Let's take it a step further. Because the Bible says that they will betray one another, betray one another and will hate one another. Betrayal leads to hatred. Offended people, that they, they, they go from building walls to betrayal, then to hatred. Because when we carry around the baggage of offense, our hearts grow colder and colder. Offense, betrayal, hatred. I want to give you an example of, of this in, in the Bible in Genesis chapter 4. I want to read a couple of verses to you there. Let me give you a little context of what's happening. Adam and Eve had two sons, their first two sons, Cain and Abel. They were supposed, both were supposed to bring an offering to the Lord, and they did. And Cain, his offering was not acceptable to the Lord. Abel's offering was acceptable to the Lord. And I want you to see Cain's response in Genesis 4, verse 6. It says, then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? He's offended. It wasn't even something realistic. It's not, it's not his brother's fault that he brought an acceptable offering, but he was even offended at his own brother. The Bible goes on to say, God says, why is your face downcast? Listen, because when you're offended, it changes your countenance. It changes the way you react. It changes your actions. It changes your facial expressions. And here he is. Why are you down? He, he's offended. God says, if you do what is right, will you, not, will, will, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right... Notice this, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you. Listen, Cain, you're offended, and you're hurt, and you're wounded. You're angry at your brother. Your face is downcast. Sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you. I want some of you to hear me today. You're offended, and you're wounded, and you're hurt. Sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, for you to be bitter, for you to hold grudges, for you to be angry, for you to be hostile, for you to lash out. Sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must master it, Cain, because listen, Cain, if you don't master this sin, if you don't master this offended spirit you have, it's going to master you. It's going to control you. 
And I want you to see what happens in verse 8. Because offense leads to betrayal and betrayal to hatred. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out to the field. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. He was so offended, got betrayal crept in his heart because you grow colder and colder and now leads the hatred and he kills his own brother. And some of you in this place, you're killing people because of an offended spirit. Oh, not physically, but the Bible says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 21 and 22, it compares having anger against a brother or a sister to murder. And you're murdering people in your heart. You're ripping people apart. You're tearing them apart because you have anger at your brother or sister. And you hatred and hostile towards them. Because when you and I harbor an offended spirit and hold on to an offended spirit, it leads to betrayal and betrayal to hatred. And you know, one of the saddest things for me is I've traveled across this country preaching in churches and preaching to, uh, at, at conferences is to see Christians killing Christians. Churches are falling apart. Churches split, get upset and mad because people get offended. I'm leaving. I'm upset. I'm mad. I'm getting even. Offended? Spirit. And brothers hating brothers and sisters hating sisters because of an offended spirit. And offense leads to betrayal. And betrayal leads to hatred. Number three is this. I want you to see a third negative effect of carrying the baggage of offense. Number three is we stop living a life of love. We stop living a life of love. Let me read. It's the same context. It's talking about the signs of the time when Jesus says you'll be offended, betray one another, you'll hate one another. Just two verses later, verse 12, it says this, Matthew 24, verse 12. And because of lawlessness, lawlessness will abound. That simply means wickedness will increase. In the last days, it says, the love of many will grow cold. And Jesus starts dealing with the root of the problem. Yes, people get offended. They start betraying one another. They start hating one another. And the problem is this, the root of the problem is the love of many will grow cold. And friends, please hear me today. The greatest characteristic of a follower of Jesus the number one attribute that should be flowing through our life is love. If we're a follower of Jesus, the number one thing that people ought to be able to see in our life is that we love people. Jesus said it like this in John chapter 13 and verse 34 and 35. He says, a new command I give you, love one another. Quit being offended. Quit being bitter. Quit holding a grudge. Quit trying to get even. Quit trying to retaliate. My command to you is to love one another. Listen, listen, listen. You will be, people will hurt you. People will do you wrong. But I command you to love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And can I tell you, when you're carrying around the baggage of offense, you can't love people the way they need to be loved. You can't love your family, your friends. You can't love the person that you are holding a fence at. And the greatest thing that God's called you and I to do is to love people. Today, I'm telling you right up front here, I'm leaving you hanging. I looked at the three negative effects 
and I'm not giving you a solution today. Next week, I'm going to talk about emotional baggage. What do you do when you've been offended and you're hurt and you're carrying around the baggage? I've been there and you, you, you're being betrayed and stabbed in your back and you're carrying around all these emotions, all this hurt, all this pain. And, and today you're seeing some of the consequences and the lashing out and the getting even and your heart's growing colder and colder. You've got walls up. You're not loving people like you should love them. Past, past, what do I do? How do I get out of this? Next week, I'm going to talk to you about how to get free from emotional baggage.